This is the Prestigious Initiative, and these are the points. I'm Chris Kent, and I'm joining Chris Bean. Hello, Mr. Bean. Hello, sir. Let's talk about our conversation with Daniel. Um, I, I already know that you love this conversation, and it was great to hear you guys talk back and forth. And, um, you know, after we finished recording, I was we were talking with Daniel just a little bit more. Um, I really loved how much a lot of things that he's doing and he's talking about um, – line up with and build on top of the things that we've already talked about previously and the way that we kind of approach some of these topics. And so it was great to be able to sit down with him and really get some of his expertise and kind of pick his brain and see the way that he, he tackles some of these um, uh, different topics that are important to us and, and things that I think everyone can kind of, kind of benefit from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it was interesting again to, to hear the connections that from what we have talked about previously um, and, and to build on those is it, cool to talk to like-minded individuals uh, on the pursuit to help people and not only that are on the pursuit to help people but are in this on the pursuit to help people that are also lined up with the way that you are helping people absolutely I love that he calls himself a life designer uh, and then breaking that down and what that actually means and you know defining the pillars of value and developing systems to help you strengthen those pillars and kind of and go from there um, he talked about a couple different things that I, I wrote down here number one uh, first of all having clarity so being clear on what those values are and then the different layers of those values. And so kind of really going deep into the values and seeing how all the, the, the values kind of break apart and what really is entailed in those layers. And then we also mentioned at the beginning talking about um, finding out what's lacking. So if you are, are going through life and you seemingly have everything you want, um, defining and clarifying your values, defining the different layers of those values, and then finding out where you are lacking in those values that might be kind of leading you toward this this uh, kind of negative feeling or not quite feeling the way you want to. And so uh, that's kind of a, a, a three-step breakdown of, of what I was hearing him say. And again, that can, it's kind of cool to talk about that and hear how it lines up with what we talk about, you know, defining your end goal and then working your way backward on, on how you can start to to reach that goal or reinforce those values or pursue those different areas of your life um, through your daily practices and habits and systems, as Daniel would, would say, uh, and kind of kind of work from there. So that was a great place to start with and kind of, well, kind of clarifying what that looks like for, for him and, and the people that he works with. Well, and what an interesting way to, to start too. Of course, seemingly everybody should start with clarity, finding uh, clear definitions to what you're talking about, what you want to achieve, and why those things are important to you. And on top of that, do you have values? And if so, are the things that you're doing helping you line up with your values? And do your goals line up with your values? That are it's all it's all connected. And so, seeking clarity first is so helpful in understanding if number one. So he's a he's a coach, and so understanding that if this is the type of person that is would be helped by my system, right? It's clarity. Okay. Yes. You are certainly somebody that I can help because in these ways, because this is how we align up or no. And this is why, because of, and so establishing a, a clear mindset for the individuals that he's bringing on is so helpful, both in, in, in terms for themselves. So they have an understanding of where they're at and where they need to go to, but also for him. So he has an understanding of what the roadmap looks like so that he can help to get them to where they want to be by his system. 
And the way that he was able to find that out and the way they were able to engage with our values and our pillars is to ask questions. And he mentioned the most important part about that, or the trickiest part about that even, is often asking the right question. And so finding out the right question to ask to kind of define these values and kind of make or create that crystal clear image of your ideal life is, is kind of what he comes along and helps you do. Cause he talked about even when he was younger and, and especially now he's constantly asking questions and trying to, to pick things apart and, and figure things out. And I think that's a large part of what's led him to the place he's in because he's asking so many questions. He's got to be asking the right question at some point in time. And you can clearly see that he's been able to really use this, um, um, the overall system and, and what he's talking about, he's used it in his own life and he's reaped exponential benefits from it. And that's just clear from talking to him. And so, uh, you know, again, great to sit down with him and see how his mind works and see the things that he's doing to help all of us kind of reach our, our full potential and, and have that clear image and, and then develop systems to getting that ideal life. Yeah. And, and, you know, asking questions is sometimes tougher than what it seems and what I mean by that is oftentimes we'll have a question in our head that we are too afraid to ask because we feel like it will make us look whatever. It'll make us look like we don't know what we're talking about or, or whatever it is. But if we can ask that question and then actually learn from it, more often than not, number one, if, if I'm in a group of people and I have a question, probably five or eight or 15 other people, however, whatever percentage it is, has if not the exact same question, it's a question that is in line with what I'm asking, because if I don't understand it, then odds are the person next to me doesn't understand it and they don't understand. So instead of lumping yourself into, man, if I don't understand this, I must be dumb. Maybe you lump in yourself into the, to the camp that if I don't understand this, probably other people don't understand this either. And I should ask this question. And so that's one, one thing that is, is a stumbling block to asking questions is you feel like you, you can't because it's going to show some sort of light, put a magnifying glass, sort of say on, what you know versus what you don't know. On top of that, asking the right questions to drill down why somebody wants something goes back to the clarity. Because if I'm asking questions and I ask service level questions or basic questions and they tell me, you know, whatever the answer is, but if clarity is my number one goal and I don't drill down on those questions that I'm asking, then I'm not seeking clarity. I'm just going to assume that whatever they told me is it. And if I don't continue to ask those questions to get down the road to where the clarity actually is for the, the specific idea or concept or, or mindset that we're talking about, then clarity becomes not my number one goal. It's just to progress forward. And I think that asking questions is powerful because that allows you to find clarity on whatever the topic is. And, and yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Questions, clarity. Very good. We talked a little bit, well, not a little bit, we talked a lot about systems, daily practices, um, talking about tracking, journaling, all things that we've mentioned before. And this uh, is important in helping you to uh, do what Daniel says in creating bridge the gap activities. So you find out through questioning and developing the pillars and values where you want to be. You find out where you are, and then you engage in those bridging the gap activities. You develop those bridging the gap systems to get you from where you are to where you want to be. And again, leaning on and developing those systems is important to help improve your values. And the most important part is sticking to the system. Um, we talk a little bit later in the conversation about the idea of a hundred fights, you know, so the guy gets in the ring uh, as a boxer, or MMA fighter or whatever, a uh, hundred fights. 
out of those hundred fights, you're going to lose some of those fights. You talked about the only way for you to win all hundred of those fights would be if none of the opponents showed up. That's probably about the only way you can win hundred percent of those fights. And the idea behind that is the systems are in place so that throughout the day, you don't have to make so many decisions and, and, and end up with the decision fatigue and be worn thin by uh, all the decisions you've had to make. If you have the system in, system in place, you don't have to think about it. The decision's made. When I get up, I put my running shoes on, I go running. When I get back, I'm eating oatmeal. When I finish that, I'm going to go to the gym and lift. And that's your system. You don't have to think, oh, well, should I run today? Mm, I don't know. Nah, what should I eat? Should I have pancakes covered in syrup or a banana or, and, and some oatmeal? Or uh, should I go to the gym or should I sit back down and, and watch TV for four hours? The decision's made. You know what you do and you got to stick to it. And so that's another benefit of the system is that your day is planned out for you. And that decision is is off of your hands because you've already made it and kind of sticking to that. And, and that's kind of why uh, we need these bridge the gap systems. But then again, we need to stick to them. And that, I think, can be a difficult thing. Even once you figure that out, sticking to that system, um, you know, Daniel talked about it. It seems simple because it is simple, um, but it's not always easy to actually kind of do those things. And, and again, we just kind of talked about systems and how relying on those can help us get to where we want to be. And then uh, we'll mention it a little bit later, too, but we also talked about the, the uh, uh, how willpower kind of plays into that and, and how this all kind of ties together in, 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 this, in this conversation. So bridge the gap activities are kind of interesting to me. So as as he was talking about them, the way that I think about that is if I want to achieve a goal, I look at somebody who has achieved this goal or in my mind, somebody that would achieve this goal or has achieved this goal. And okay, well, I think about here's here's where I am on this side, on the on the left side, and that person's on the right side. What did that person do to get from one side to the other? Okay, those are the activities. Or another way to, to, to think about this is, I want to achieve this goal. Let's say I already achieved this goal. How would I be acting? What things would I be doing? And what things would I have done to achieve this goal? And that would be a way that you can find those bridge the gap activities because that's, again, bridging the gap between where you are and where you want to go, which is such a a different way to think about that. Like oftentimes we think, okay, I want to achieve this and I'm going to put all this work in and I want to achieve it by this day and this time and, you know, all the, but what that's not doing is telling you the activities that you have to put in place in order to achieve that goal. You're missing out on that. That That's what I would refer to as the daily practices or the habits. If I don't have the habits of that type of person, I can't bridge the gap. I can't connect those two things. I can't get from where I am to where I want to go because I didn't do the activities and put that into my system, my routine in order to get there. And those bridge the gap activities are the habits, the daily practices that get me from point A to point B where I want to go. So when it comes time to think about what a bridge the gap activity is for you specifically, again, imagine that you, you could, again, you could just two ways, either imagine that you have already achieved this goal what were the things you had to do to, to achieve that? Maybe that's hard to do. So you look at somebody that did factually achieve this goal. Okay, great. How do they act? What do they do? And what did they do that perhaps helped put them on the path of where they want to go? And then incorporate those things into your daily routine. 
build habits and daily practices around that so that that will be your bridge the gap activity and then establish that in your mind as a mindset okay this is what i'm doing this is my bridge the gap activity this gets me from here to over there to where i want to be and i think putting that priority in line will help to put the work in it, it gives you the the why behind doing what it is that you're doing you're identifying your values you're developing practices to help reinforce those values and then eventually hopefully you're automating those uh, systems and practices and then you can scale them up and up or as we talked about at the end of the conversation uh, down with momentum and then back up and the kind of flow of that as well and you know we talked about how this is sometimes identified or called the slow way because it takes a lot of time but in reality the the quick hacks don't last because as you said during the during our, during our uh, talk you know you find the quick way up well with that quick way up comes a quick way down and so you need to develop that long-term sustainability and consistency to your habits and systems to help again uh, help you to to reach or or maintain or even excel in all of your different values which kind of brings us to the next point which is um, standards versus goals i really love to hear daniel talk about this it's not something that i personally have thought about but something I definitely would plan to implement moving forward. And so we talked about standard versus goals. So you have a standard. At the very least, I need to do this. I have to do this in this area, whatever it is, because that's the very least. That's a standard. It has to be done no matter what. And then you have goals. Well, here's my standard. Well, here's the exact opposite of the goal. I want to do this. I want to one day eventually do this. One day, you know, I, I want to reach this milestone. And we talked about setting um, extreme goals. So let's say... I think use the example of, you know, you want to say get a hundred thousand um, dollars. Well, set your goal to a million dollars, and even if you make it to seventy percent of that, you still have seven hundred thousand dollars, which is seven times more than what you originally planned to do from your your standard. And so, having that, I think, is is a great uh, kind of plan. And then we also mentioned that just having that standard, meeting that standard, often maybe you'll do a little bit more. You know, my standard is during my workout, I'm going to do uh, five push-ups. Well, I did five standard push-ups, but I can do two more. I can do five more. And then you exceed that standard. And so having that baseline, that standard, I think is a, is a, is a wonderful tool to help you with your goals and, and, and progressing these values because you do that no matter what. And then often you do a little bit more than that because as we talked about on this podcast, um, you know, motivation follows action. Do it first, and then you can kind of ride the the snowball or the the wave uh, out from there. Well, so th the cool thing about this is the mindset that this brings, and what I mean by that. Well, if you have a, a standard, a day, let's say it's a daily standard. I have to do X, Y, A, B. I have four things that I have to do as a standard, and what version of those do I have to do? Well, I have to do the standard version. That's the bare minimum, the standard that I have to do. And by setting that intention of, I have to do at least this, this, you know, these four things and understanding that there are levels within. So I can do the standard, the bare minimum, or I can go above and beyond and reach the goal of the day. Well, the goal of the day is further down the path than where the standard is. But I know that I have to check a box for today and it's okay if I make it just the standard, just the standard, boop, I check that box great. I did, I did the standard for today. That's okay. Can I go above and beyond? I could, but you know, today I'm feeling a bit off. I'm just going to do. So allowing yourself to understand that there is a, 
a standard that you will not let yourself fall past. Right? I think that's where I think that's the line, right? The, the line that you're not going to allow yourself to cross. And as long as you walk that line at the very minimum, you're going to be able to achieve the things that you want to achieve. Now, of course, if you can go above and beyond, if you can walk forward past that line, then you're going to achieve those things in a quicker time span than otherwise. But you cannot allow yourself to fall under the line. And that's where I think the standard comes into play. I can walk forward towards my goal and achieve more and do more today. And that's great, even better than what I anticipate. But I can't fall below the line. I can't go below the standard because I, I, I don't accept that for myself. And I th- again, I think the, the huge part of this is setting the mindset of this is what I'm going to do. This is the standard I set for myself, and I cannot allow myself to fall below this standard. I think that is the, the, the big takeaway for the standard versus goal on a daily basis as it relates to daily practices and habits. Something is better than nothing. We talked about as well, a thousand ways. There are a thousand ways to do something. And there's one optimal way to doing something. And this kind of ties into some more momentum. When we're talking about momentum, you need to start small with your momentum and then scale that and then protect it as much as you can. And then understanding that sometimes you will need a reset in your momentum and not uh, trying to stay away from that reset, but kind of welcoming it and planning for it. So in the specific conversation you talked about coming toward the holidays and being able to spend some time with his family, that's going to take him away from his business momentum right now, but he knows that's coming. And so he's already planning on how he's going to restart after that small little break. And he's preparing for that, ready for that as it's coming its way. And so uh, again, it's just really cool to have that perspective because um, he also said, he's talking to a mentor before and having momentum can be scary and not having momentum can also be scary and learning how to manage and deal with that. And another, another phrase that he shared with us, which I, which I appreciated was, um, life is a series of sprints. So some people think life is a marathon. Some people say it's, it's a sprint. Um, but it's just a series of sprints. You sprint for a while, you take a rest, you reset, sprint again, and you rest, kind of slow down a little bit and then you reset and you continue that more and more. And again, that's a great perspective. I think not only on momentum, but also the cycles of life. And, and sometimes it's okay to take that, that break, take that reset, take that time to kind of slow down a little bit. I think it's necessary uh, as we, we progress through, through daily life and business and relationships and, and everything that we're kind of a part of. Yeah. And as he was saying that it reminds me of anticipating obstacles right? We're going to have obstacles that, that, that will come up inevitably. And having an opportunity to anticipate them, to think about them, and then to creatively establish a routine that will get you back on track. So when this thing comes up that I know inevitably will come up, I will do why to get back on track. Because I already know that it's going to happen. It's pre-planned. I know it's, you know, or, or maybe it isn't pre-planned. Maybe it just happens, poof. But I, I sort of thought maybe this might happen. So I, I took an opportunity. I forethought what was going to happen, what could happen, what are the, uh, uh, you know, what are the chances of this happening? Okay, that might happen. Great. Now let's come up with what do I do to get back on track? And I think that understanding that obstacles will come up, and then to anticipate those obstacles, and then go one step further of knowing what to do to get back on track when that obstacle happens is is very key. And as as far as the the races, the series of races. Uh, I might be misquoting him, but I'm almost certain as Jordan Peterson talks about, you know, people say life is a game. That's not necessarily true. Life is a series of games, 
right? Which is which is the same same type of concept. It's not one big thing. It's a bunch of little small things. And if you're winning the game or the race or whatever it is, if you're winning, then you're on the on the momentum path. You're on the path to achieve more. You're you're on an upward slope. But if you're losing, then you're on a downward slope. And okay, what do you have to do to get back on track to be on the upward type slope again? And I think that you know what what that is a is a good way to think about it. It's not one thing, but it's a series of small things. And if I failed at this, whatever it is, understand that's done now. Do I have a chance to play that game again? Maybe. Yes. I don't know. Or what can I do so that if I do play that game again, I can win? Or how can I not play that game again? So as I know I'm going to lose again, what, what can I avoid to, to make sure it doesn't happen? And so again, thinking about that in, in terms of as, as opposed to one big overarching thing, but a series of small things, I think is, is crucial for sure. Make sure you follow us on social media. You can find the podcast at Prestigious Pod. You can find me, Chris Bean, at Chris Bean Official. You can find me, Mr. Kent, at Mr. Chris R. Kent. And if you like our content and would like to subscribe to our email, you can do that via our social media or on the website. Make sure you also join our Discord for exclusive content and personal interactions. If you would like to be coached on how to live a more prestigious life by me, Chris Bean, you can do that by reaching out on my one of my social medias or by emailing the podcast at prestigiousinitiative at gmail.com. Those are the points. Make sure you come back next week for even more points and another great conversation. Until next time, I'm Chris Kent. And I'm Chris Bean.